I'm Chris Evans, superintendent of Natomas Unified School District. Thanks for joining me. I'm super excited today because we're going to discuss one of my uh, favorite pastimes, athletics. I've always been a huge fan of sports. I've been a player, a coach, an athletic director, and a devoted fan as the superintendent here in Natomas. I was fortunate to be a basketball coach for several years. In fact, I'll invite Joe Davidson here in a few months and see if we can get Joe to join us. He's a little busy right now, but we'll see if we can get back and talk about when I was a coach and He's got some stories that I'm sure I won't want him to tell on this podcast. Um, it was so much fun, though, that I, I didn't care uh, when the school day was going on or uh, how long the evenings would take, because uh, I have with me here today um, Coach Mariah Finch from Leroy Green. Um, she, uh, uh, full disclosure, coached my own daughter. Uh, one of my sons helped her on the team. But there's something special about athletics and schools and, and student athletes. And so one of the first things we wanted to do with this podcast was bring in a coach and a coach who is a darn good one and have a conversation about student athletes and what athlete, athletics means for kids. Because athletics just isn't about playing sports and winning games. Being a student athlete goes well beyond that. And I'll tell you, um, with uh, Coach Finch here, you have a, uh, a great coach and a great teacher. Uh, who's also taken on a new adventure this year, taking on teaching English. Doesn't matter what kid she teaches, uh, she does a tremendous job. So uh, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. Cool. So I've known you for quite some time. Um, and uh, honestly, um, you've always impressed me as a coach. Um, the teaching part, uh, I haven't got a chance to see as much because uh, in, your, in your past role, you were, you were roaming around and moving, so I'll, I'll come crash your class a few times here. <laughs> you're welcome But, but I've heard. Uh, thank you. Uh, I've heard about your teaching. But your coaching, you're, you're the consummate teacher on the floor, plus you also have um, the X's and O's and the motivation skill to, to be as successful. In fact, I, I know it's not something that we were going to initially ask you, but brag a little bit. You know, you humble brag if you want. But um, your teams, I mean, Leroy Green started athletics a few years ago. Where have your teams gone in terms of playoffs and league standings? And I think someone might have been named a coach of the year. <laughs> yeah. So um, actually, we've had athletics for five years now at Leroy Green, so we are fairly new. Um, and we started with a couple sports and kind of just kept adding. Hopefully, we're going to grow a little bit more each year. Um, last year, we actually, every single one of our high school teams made playoffs, which was awesome. And it was something that we very much take pride in. Um, my girls went undefeated in league last year, which was really, really cool. Yeah, cool. That was a goal that we set at the beginning of the year. And um, and yeah, we, we met that goal. And it was really fun to see them do that. Um, our boys team also won league and our boys volleyball team also won league as well. So it was, we now get to see the banners sitting up in our gym and um, that's really cool. Um, actually, our boys soccer team as well, now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah, them yeah. too. Yeah. So we're, we're making moves. We're yeah, yeah. Little, little by little, we're, we're improving our sports program. Small but mighty. Yeah, Yeah, that's absolutely. pretty cool. And it's, and it's great to see, um, you know, smaller schools do this. My, my coaching, I coached at Elk Grove High School, Florin High School, San Luis Obispo High School. So they're all Division three up to Division one, And, I mean, it was, frankly, easier to – I can't remember. We probably had 2,500 kids when I was at Elk Grove High. Maybe it was a little less. But that's a lot of talent to choose from. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, when I first took over at Oak Grove High, Oak Grove only had like four high schools. Um, now I think they have eight or nine or something. So all the talent was, was centered in specific spots. And I was blessed to have uh, incredible student athletes who went on to play Division One, Division Two. Um, they had really good grades, which is something that we took great pride in, was averaging a 3.0 as a team. So let's, let's get back on track and talk about the concept of a student athlete. Um, so I believe in the idea of a student athlete, and the student needs to be first, and then the athlete second. But I also used to always tell my players, that's one of the great lessons and opportunities you have to be a student athlete is to learn how to balance both those things. Um, because uh, I know there's times where, where um, my son in particular says, you know, I, I got I to miss soccer uh, practice because I got to go to tutoring. And, um, you know, maybe I just came from a different era. Well, that's clear. I, I used to tell my own athletes, student athletes, well, you know, make sure you don't need the tutoring so that you can do both successfully. But I know everything's changed, and that's really important to have that flexibility. But talk to me a little bit about your ideas of a student-athlete and what the benefit and impact it is for kids to be a student-athlete? Yeah, um, I think there's a ton of transferable skills that you learn as from being a student-athlete moving into college or career and just into your adult life. Teamwork collaboration is the very first one that comes to mind. You, It's a little bit of a struggle sometimes when you bring all these different kids together and you kind of have to form this bond and it can be difficult because you have to be like you don't have to you don't have to be best friends but on the court there needs to be chemistry or on the field there needs to be chemistry and sometimes you have to reach a little bit to find strengths in others and moving forward into life it's just a it's a really good skill to have that you may not always see eye to eye but you have to find a way to bond you have to find some commonality and and move forward and that happens you know in in your career and I try Absolutely. to remind kids of that it's a good skill to have um, sports just they build it builds character and it builds um, and instills discipline it teaches you time management I think that's really important kind of going back to what you were oh, yeah. saying it's it's different than when I played in high school same thing if yeah. my work wasn't done I stayed up later yeah. I didn't miss practice Absolutely. So it's a little bit different now to kind of teach kids to that, yeah, you need to take care of the classroom stuff first and then and then move, you know, then move into into the sports, student athlete, student right. comes before athlete. Um, but it's it's really good for them to learn. I, I try to teach my kids prioritizing, uh, making sure that they're, you know, utilizing those skills and time management and making sure they're taking care of everything because they also have to take care of themselves. They can't run their, themselves ragged either yeah. and running around trying to do too, too many sports and yeah. um, or if they're taking too many AP classes and then they get overwhelmed. And oh, yeah. So it's just these little skills I think that they learn from athletics, all of them transfer into adult life and college and career and family. I used to be, um, so we really expanded, not here in just in Atomas, where I think we've done a really good job, but but elsewhere, um, the career technical education side. And so now in career technical education, they teach you what they call these soft skills, these workplace skills, where um, it's, you know, they teach you teamwork and collaboration and communication. Um, mm-hmm. The places that that wasn't taught when I was in school, we learned that on, on the court 
uh, on the floor out in the fields. Uh, we learned that from our coaches, from our team. So now we reinforce, we reinforce those concepts in a couple of places. And I still think um, that although our career technical education programs are strong and growing, the, one of the best places to learn it is on the court because you, the clock's running. There's an opponent. Um, you have to take all those skills you just talked about and transfer it if you w want to be successful. Whatever definition of successful, you're now hanging banners. That's pretty cool. That'll become an expectation for teams. Once you start doing that, they, they want to repeat, and if they don't, they'll be disappointed. But even teams just beginning, I remember when you, when you just started the, the women's basketball program, you know, I, I said a little prayer for you on that one. Um, I wouldn't have had the patience to, to pull young ladies together who had never played the sport and probably only touched the ball um, in PE when their PE teacher made them touch the basketball, come together, and you kept that group together, and now you're hanging banners. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing, and that's what athletics at um, elementary, middle, and high school really allows um, our teachers and coaches to do. So um, there are some really compelling positive stories where athletics has impacted kids. Do you have one that pops in particular? There's a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one in particular that comes to mind is I have one student athlete that I coached. She had a little bit of a rough home life. Um, things were kind of falling apart, for lack of a better phrase. Sure. Um, her grades weren't so good because it was just her her work ethic in the classroom was kind of reflective of what was happening at home. She just wasn't wasn't motivated. Had never really played basketball before or sports in general. So got her, convinced her to play. And it was a complete 180. She just took pride in being on the court and became a leader on the court as well, which was really cool to see. And that that ended up transferring into the classroom as well. Her grades got better. She had way more confidence. Um, it was just, it's just a really cool thing to see. And I feel like we see that a lot with student athletes, especially at smaller schools. I can't really speak for the bigger schools, I right. guess. But I know at our school, it's, it's really nice to see kids kind of take ownership and pride in not only their school, but their sport and in the classroom and become these leaders that maybe they didn't think they could be. Because we have students, we have students who excel in academics, absolutely. And sometimes they need to find something else to excel in. And we have students that excel in sports, and then that ends up rolling over into academics as well, where they gain that confidence. And, and it's always really nice when everyone can see it. Yeah. Um, and when the teachers are able to kind of reflect back and be like, hey, like, you know, he or she's doing a really good job in class now, whatever you're doing, keep doing keep it, doing you know, it, right. and kind of just hold them accountable. And that one sticks out because she was a great kid and she developed and grew a lot. Um, and then she went to college and she ended up sending me an essay that they had to write about someone who influenced them and who made a change in their life. And I knew that we had a good relationship, but I didn't realize that I made that big of a change. And that was one of those moments where I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is why I, <laughs> this is why I coach and why I teach. Well, and that's one of the reasons you're here. I, I, I um you make an incredible impact on your kids. You can see it, like, every time the season ends, your kids cry, right? When you're out there crying with them at the, at the hugs. Um, and um, I can tell you, you're still relatively early in your teaching career. So you, 
you don't realize the impact you're having yet, but you're having a ton. And that story is just going to be one of what will be multiple ones. So that's that's pretty cool. So part of this uh, reason for the podcast, our parents tend to, to listen the most, I think. Um, but uh, hopefully there's others as well. We really want our parents to know that we have sports available from elementary, middle, and high school here in Natomas. We started the elementary and then expanded the middle a, a few years ago. And um, a lot of districts are only able to offer sports at the secondary level. But it's really important to our board of trustees to invest in elementary as well um, for a couple reasons. It gets the kids connected to other adults on the campus. It gets them more connected to the schools. And frankly, the best attendance other than back to school nights and harvest and fall festivals at elementary school are at the sporting events. You can see 40, 50, 60 parents at an elementary uh, flag football game. Um, and it, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so for our parents, uh, we make organized sports teams available starting in the fourth grade. So please make sure you check with your child's school to see what they're offering. So there are plenty of parents out there that maybe watch the NFL, maybe watched golf or something, but they didn't necessarily play it themselves. So um, could you maybe talk to our parents just a little bit as we wrap this up today who may not understand the power of what athletics can do for students at their, uh, at their school or for their own child? What would you think they should know uh, to consider letting their kid go out and run, run track or play flag football or play a little basketball at elementary, middle, or high school? Sure. Um, sports... I mean, in general, just kind of help shape kids into great contributors to society. Uh, they, in addition to that, I think it, it, I know it really helps with both, obviously, their physical health, but their mental health as well. If they're getting out and getting their energy out, they're going to be more focused in the classroom. Absolutely. They build relationships with staff members. They build relationships with other students that maybe they wouldn't normally build relationships with in the classroom, which I think is one of the best things about sports is you pull all these kids from different walks of life, put them together, and then they end up becoming friends. Yeah. Um, I also think it's really important for parents to know that sports teach that failure's okay sometimes. Absolutely. As long as you take that failure, learn from it, keep moving forward, keep developing, I just think that's really important for students and parents to know that just because maybe you weren't successful the first time, you don't have to give up. Just keep trying, keep keep working and developing and getting better. Um, lastly, I would say I would encourage parents to be at sporting events as much as possible. I understand everyone, you know, people have hectic work lives and kids going to multiple sporting events or right. music recitals or different things, but I think it's, I know it's very important for student athletes to see their parents and their family members there at the events with them and kind of setting that good example too of sportsmanship and um, respecting, you know, each other, respecting coaches, referees, the other team. Right. And I think if students see that from their parents, it makes them want to be out there more, which in return will make the parents want to be in there out there more. And it's just kind of this nice cycle that continues to happen. That's cool. That's all, all great advice, especially the failing forward part. We try to talk about that, you know, even for adults who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. They don't like to fail. 
um, and it's okay as long as you're leaning forward and giving it your best effort. Um, well, I'm, th I'm at the back end of my parenting career. I have one left, and um, I can tell you it's the first time in uh, over 20 years that uh, I have some Saturdays free, and that's still some. Uh, last Saturday I was at my son's soccer game. Um, but uh, it is, uh, I hope the parents take your advice. It was really good advice. I hope they let their kids try something, even if you don't feel your kid is naturally athletic. That's okay too, um, especially in elementary and middle. Let them go out, stretch themselves, meet new friends. Nothing was more enjoyable for me than seeing my high school teams come together and seeing freshmen and sophomores who didn't know the team in like um, September and October, and they'd be hanging out together in December and January. And um, uh, you're, you said it, bringing kids from all backgrounds, uh, coming together and, and learning how to be friends. And that's really what this world is about now. It is uh, in Natomas, we're the second most diverse school district in the nation. Uh, the world is interconnected in all different ways. And if you can learn how to get along and interact with people that are the exact opposite of you, you're gonna be successful. And I think that's what makes being a student athlete uh, an extra special gift for our kids in this district. So thanks for your time today, Coach. I know you're, you're, you're teaching and probably getting ready for the season. Was it like a month left yeah, until basketball yeah. starts? Start yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that fall smell is going to start coming in the evenings, and that's when you know it's basketball season. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time, take care. This podcast is a production of the Natomas Unified School District. You can find our podcast online at www.natomasunified.org or in the iTunes Store, Google Play Music, Podbean, and Spotify. You can also be the first to receive the most recent episode by subscribing to any of these platforms or by simply following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Natomas USD.